0: Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rodhamic Berto. Will is your host. Thank you so kindly for being here with us today. We have a special guest. We are in the times of COVID. There are many answers, there are many questions, and there are many people with several thoughts. We have Dr. Andrew Myers, who is a naturopathic physician who has been in private practice since 1992 as a recognized authority in natural medicine. He is known as one of the world's top experts in the formulation of dietary supplements and their scientific substantiation, as well as the scientific and clinical validation of natural products. He's the author of Simplifying the COVID Puzzle. Welcome to Politics Done Right. How are you doing today, my friend?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for having
0: me. Absolutely. So before we get started, I just want to put one thing in the ethos. You're not an anti-vaxxer.
1: That is correct. I believe that the vaccine is a part of the care continuum. I do believe that it needs to be an informed decision and that each individual should be working with their personal physician to understand what vaccine is best for them, how they should manage the vaccine itself in terms of the the proper uh, situation for getting it. But no, I am not an Uh, anti-vaxxer. The the point that, oh, go ahead. Yeah,
0: the reason I want to make that clear here is this is a responsible program. Uh, We have a serious health problem in this country, and I will do absolutely nothing to, to exacerbate the problem in our country. But I do also believe in strong immune systems and doing things that are necessary to keep us as a whole healthy for us to do as best as we can with our bodies. I just want to put that in a preface because many folks have concerns about those who come with different methodologies.
1: Well, and I think that's extremely fair. And, and the, the focus of uh, my co-authors uh, and my book, Simplifying the COVID Puzzle, is not to introduce the concept of anything as related to the vaccine or anti-vaccination. In fact, it's really more about an opportunity that was missed at the beginning of the pandemic. And that opportunity had to do with the, the, uh, the option of explaining to the American public that our immune systems are, are deficient in many cases, and that there are some very simple steps that can be taken to enhance your immune function. Now, what I want to point out is that enhanced immune function generally means a better response to vaccination. And that's a critical point that relates to you, your original preface: is that in order to get a, a competent response from the or a comprehensive response from a vaccination. The more competent your immune system, the better able you are to produce antigens and respond to that vaccination. So our approach is really to focus on how do we strengthen the immune system? And simplifying the COVID puzzle was written because we did some research looking at deficiency status of two nutrients, vitamin D and vitamin K2 in COVID patients. And our findings led us to uh,
0: want to prepare this, this book. So tell us a little bit about how, what, what are the steps to the COVID to COVID proof your life?
1: Okay. That's a, that's a great question. So to COVID proof your life,
0: obviously, uh,
1: as I said, the vaccination is, is on that continuum of care, but the foundational issue that we're dealing with in terms of, uh, susceptibility to viral infection actually has to do with the strength of our own immune system. Uh, On board, in each of us, we have a set of immune cells, which is designed by our body to protect us, to protect us from viruses, to protect us from bacteria, to protect us from the environment. And that immune system is driven by nutrition. So healthy foods, it's impacted by exercise and healthy lifestyle. But what it really comes down to is a few key nutrients that are really important in terms of maximizing the health and function of our immune system. And they include nutrients like vitamin D, vitamin K2, magnesium, zinc, selenium, and of course the old standby, which is vitamin C. What's incredible is that when we look at the American population, especially within certain groups, the elderly, certain ethnic populations, we see widespread deficiency of nutrients That directly impact the health and function of our immune system. And so we did a research study that said, what happens when we look at nutritional deficiencies, specifically D and vitamin K2 in COVID patients? And the results were really pretty shocking for us in that we found that there was uh, in patients who had deficiency status, both vitamin D and vitamin K2 were independently correlated with Increased susceptibility and increased severity of illness, including death. Why and did these you choose,
0: are me, and not interpretive? Why did you choose just those two particular vitamins?
1: Well, we chose those two particular vitamins uh, because vitamin D and vitamin K two are synergistically related in terms of their functionality in the biochemistry of the body vitamin D and vitamin K2 work to modulate inflammation together at the front end of the COVID-19 infection. As the infection continues, vitamin D is involved in the activation and maturation of immune cells. And vitamin K2 is, is really a very strong modulator of inflammation as that infection continues leading up to the cytokine storm that we've heard so much about. So, obviously we could have researched a whole host of nutrients, but the difficulty is, is that you, you know, once you start looking at multiple input.
0: Yeah. You get exponentially different uh, probabilities. Exactly. And so we wanted,
1: because of the interrelationship between D3 and K2, we knew that we could really get a, a very good picture by looking at these two synergistic nutrients and their effect on, COVID in terms of the immune system's functionality with regards to infection and the progression of the infection itself.
0: Now, uh, based on your research, your study on vitamins, I don't think you're saying that, oh, just go ahead. If you get COVID, take these, forget a a vaccine or whatever you're actually saying, Uh, you need to simply have these levels up. It either uh, gives you a, a better chance of not you know your immune system fighting off the, the the virus if it comes in contact with it in the beginning or if you get it makes it substantially less at because you don't get the cytokine storm and that sort of stuff how do you say yeah. that word again cytokine. cytokine cytokine storm cytokine, storm, cytokine. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah well remember when we started writing well when we started our research project and and then subsequently started writing the book the vaccines weren't available Mm -hmm. And so we were looking at a situation as we were doing our research where the vaccines were in development. There was a lot of discussion about, okay, the vaccines are coming, but we were thinking about what can be done right now to protect Americans on a daily basis, knowing that 40% of Americans are deficient in vitamin D and more than likely about 40 to 50% are deficient in vitamin K2. We started to think. Well, there's a tremendous opportunity here to educate the population, and what's very sad is that no one from the medical community or the past administration sort of stepped into that void and said, in addition to wearing masks, social distancing, and doing all of those things from a hygienic perspective that are important to prevent the spread of COVID, we also need to focus on the foundational function of our immune system, and that was a huge miss. Look, the, the reality is, and it's a tragedy, nearly 600,000 Americans have died because of a viral infection. When we know that Americans generally have deficient immune systems, this is kind of an example of, of how weak we really are in terms of defending ourselves from a virus. Now, COVID-2 is not your average virus, but at the same time, if we had spoken out earlier and been able to bolster people's immune systems, we might not have seen that the levels of infection that we have, uh, especially in deficient populations.
0: Well, look, this is a political show. And what you did is just opened up a political uh, department right there. Because what happens is we have all different interests in in this country. And uh, where the medical field has its own interests, the food has its own interests. Uh, many times uh, they'll actually see, hey, you mean if you got your immune system stronger, uh, just maybe you're talking about losing a whole lot of income from uh, the people mm-hmm. who sell different, different remedies, if you will, when natural, many times natural remedies. We've been, I, look, I, I, I like to look at things from many directions. And one of the reasons I like to have naturopaths on as well is because, again, I, I, I do believe that, in fact, if we did better with our own bodies, with, uh, with what, what the ground has given us, what the earth has given us, things would be, you know, things would be uh, quite a bit better. Yes, advanced science is great, but advanced science, I always think, should be the last resort when it comes to medicine.
1: Well, healthcare is really about self-care. And that's a philosophy that I've, I've had in my practice for, well, since I began. And the more we can educate the average person to help and support the natural functions of their own body, the better the outcome across the board. And COVID is an incredibly difficult and tragic example of just that opportunity that was missed. Vitamin D and vitamin K2 are incredibly important in terms of the function of the immune system. And what our research showed is that When you have these nutrients at sufficient levels, we believe that individuals can decrease their susceptibility, but also they can mediate the long-term effects in terms of if you do get COVID and you have, say, an infection, if you come through it, that long hauler syndrome has many ramifications that are related specifically to a deficiency in vitamin K2, having to do with the lungs and having to do with the blood vessels where we see thromboembolisms as related to this inflammatory state that the virus tends to create. Both vitamin D and vitamin K2 can help to prevent that when sufficient in the body. And so for us, writing this book was really about explaining the science and the clinical research that is behind the idea of keeping your immune system strong and robust independent of what you do with regards to vaccinations or other methodologies in terms of treatment. The, the foundation of all of this is a healthy immune system.
0: You know, I think navigating through mixed messages is very important. And one of the reasons I started our discussion the way I started it is that I didn't want to have mixed messages, but complementary messages. And I think uh, you've done a great job thus far in making the message complementary instead of and uh, uh, you know, a vaccine versus keeping your immune system healthy and all of that, we, we all have to look at it as a complement. Now, I, a question that I've always wondered, there are some people that get the, uh, the virus, uh, they fight it off easily, they, don't, they hardly have any symptoms. There are some people who uh, hardly have any symptoms but there is a storm occurring in their body, they just don't know about it and later on it manifests itself. Then th- there are those who get very sick and, uh, and come out of it with damage. And then there are those who just get sick and die. Have there been any realistic studies that took those people's body chemistry to try to figure out why is it? And I, and, and I, I don't, you know, why is it that different people have these different results i mean you've done you've said you guys have done some studies with k12 and d i mean k2 and d that says that if, if you're not deficient in those you may fear better is there any other results out of these kinds of studies
1: so broadly speaking no uh, there are not as many bad. studies and that's that is bad.
0: terrible i'm an yeah, engineer by that, training that <laughs> is terrible
1: yeah that's not good news The the research community is digging into this, and we know from uh, other researchers that there are studies to be published looking at different nutritional deficiencies and COVID in terms of outcomes uh, as related to uh, the the infection itself. What I can tell you is this, the response to viruses, the response to COVID-2 and how you come through COVID-19 has everything to do with who you are both genetically But more importantly, who you are from an immune health perspective. And one can hypothesize that if you were a person who got COVID but didn't have a lot of symptoms, generally speaking, we would say you probably had a very healthy immune system and you're probably an individual that is sufficient in terms of several of the nutritional categories that I talked about. That would be my guess. I believe what's going to come out of the the nutritional research over the next 12 to 24 months is that we're going to see that when there is deficiency status, that the outcome as related to infection is directly related. Now, whether that's research that, that confirms vitamin C or selenium or zinc or additional research that looks at vitamin D and vitamin K2. I can't necessarily predict. I know that there are ongoing studies in vitamin D and vitamin K2. And I think that what we'll find is that looking in the rearview mirror, which is never the way we want to practice medicine, but it, it is often the way that things end up happening. Looking in the rearview mirror, we're going to see, again, we missed a huge opportunity not to promote to our citizenry the fact that nutrition can make a big difference in terms of their overall health. The UK... Uh, in Britain, they elevated their requirements, their recommendation for vitamin D fivefold, based on research on vitamin D and COVID infection. Is that an
0: official policy?
1: That is an official policy that was mandated. They basically said to their populace, we recommend that you increase your intake of vitamin D to enhance your immune function. This is based on research science, and this is what the government is suggesting, uh, that was something that was debated. Uh, I know in our own, uh, uh legislatures yet, but it, it never went anywhere. And as a result, no one ever really stepped into that void, as I said, and spoke up. So this is a wonderful opportunity and I, I appreciate your giving it to you know myself and, and promoting simplifying the COVID puzzle because we just want to educate people to the opportunity that nutrition can have in terms of promoting their own health.
0: You're you're referred to as a uh, uh, naturopathic physician. Explain that for me.
1: Okay, naturopathic medicine is a a holistic study that focuses on nature as a method for curing the symptoms of disease instead of, excuse me, the causes of disease instead of just the symptoms. So my training, I went to an accredited medical school. I learned about nutrition. About lifestyle, about botanical medicine. And I put all of those together in terms of offering patients integrative therapeutic opportunities that include both conventional as well as natural remedies to solve their given health problems.
0: Did your original training, was your original training a United States standard medical degree, or is there a different path for naturopaths?
1: There is a different set of schools for naturopathic medicine.
0: I'm actually, uh, I studied molecular biology
1: in my undergraduate, and then I took a, a four-year medical program, degree program at Bastier University to receive my training in naturopathic medicine.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I... Let me tell you, I am all for uh, all these differences in, in approaches because I tend to believe that, uh, you know, I mean, you know how viruses are, got conquered, how the AIDS virus pretty much got conquered, right? You had to hit it from many different directions. So I, I'm really interested in, in knowing that we have people looking at things with a whole different set of eyes. Um, now, we have a hesitancy of people getting vaccinated. I think uh, having a, a naturopathic physician, uh, Telling folks that, look, uh, you need to keep your immune system strong, but don't be foolish. Go ahead and get a vaccine uh, if it is definitely not going to cause you harm. I think it's important. Is that where you land?
1: Well, where I land is this. (laughs) So in naturopathic medicine, our philosophy is treat the individual. That every individual has a unique set of biochemistry, a unique history from a medical perspective that needs to be taken into account when you create a treatment program for them. So what I say about vaccinations is that each person has to have their own decision-making process around the the benefits of that vaccination. And that should be done, that, that undertaking should be done in coordination with their physician or their, their medical, you know, the, the medical support team that they have to make sure that it's the right decision for them. You know, there are certain communities, say immunodeficient populations, who can't get the vaccine where it's not appropriate. Those kinds of issues need to be taken into account and addressed. What I'm saying broadly is, is that whether you vaccinate or not, the health of your immune system is a critical part of making sure that you are as healthy as you can possibly be. A healthy immune system actually is an important first step in terms of getting a positive response from the vaccine and getting long-term results in terms of protection from a vaccination. So uh, again, I think it's a highly individualized decision but I am not an anti-vaxxer in any way, shape, or form. Oh, no, I don't, I don't I, think
0: so. But, but let me tell you where, where I'm trying to get, get here because I think this is important and this is something that has to be responsible. Uh, if, I, if I decide that I don't want to get the vaccine and it's not because of some autoimmune reason, it's just because, oh, I, I heard that oh, after 37 million people took the vaccine, 100 people got an adverse effect. So I don't want to take it. But uh, at the same time now, I you know, I want to do as I please. I become a security risk for my country, in my humble opinion. If I decide I don't want to take a vaccine and I won't take precautions, I don't want to wear a mask, I don't want to do any of these things. Uh, I think we have to get out of responsible physicians, responsible people, is that if you make that choice that you don't want to be vaccinated. It is a choice, but then you make the choice that you are going to be out in the open or complain if a business will not have you in. Uh, we don't want anybody given any back in to folks in that manner. In my hum, in my humble opinion, because again, that person is a, a risk to others who didn't ask for the risk, and also a risk to the country. Your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I agree with your position. I think that we have a social responsibility to take care of ourselves to the best of our ability. And really what you're underscoring is that there are COVID deniers and that, 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 sort, of, that sort of mindset and thinking has now become a part of the political scheme outside of what medicine, outside of what the science and the research is, is telling us not only about COVID, but also about the vaccination. And I think that's a problem. And I think that in other countries where medicine and science led the discussion regarding COVID, we've seen a very different set of parameters and we've seen some very positive results in terms of uh, how those countries were able to mediate and manage COVID within their population.
0: Without that did a vaccine, not occur- actually.
1: Yes, that did not occur in the U.S., and, and this kind of politi- you know, p- politicized discussion has been independent in many cases of the research. And I say independent, it's overlooked all of the nutritional research, and it's overlooked a lot of the data that's coming out of countries that are managing COVID better than the United States, and there are many. And I think this is part of the problem with our, our myopic approach and it it also has to do with our you know conventional medicine being sort of you know unified in well we only do it this one way whereas from an integrative or complementary perspective we have a much broader view in terms of providing support across several different opportunities and educating patients to how they can best take care of themselves
0: My last question that I ask every single person I interview, what would you have liked me to ask you that I didn't?
1: (laughs) Well, let's see. Um, In terms of educating your listeners, I think we should really talk a little bit about uh, dosages because uh, if we're going to make this practical, let's get people some information that they can utilize. So if you're, if you want to take vitamin D, 2,000 to 4,000 IUs per day is an appropriate dosage range. Very safe, very effective. 100 micrograms of vitamin K2, MK7 is what I recommend. And then add to that the addition of vitamin C, magnesium, zinc, and selenium. And you have a a very comprehensive nutritional program in terms of supporting your immune system. And, And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share that information.
0: Dr. Andrew Myers, author of Simplifying the COVID Puzzle. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Than Right. It's my pleasure. Thank you.